you know yeah I like elevate this shit (laughs) you elevate this shit like the she was like the bravo accounts are so nice just interact with them and like everyone follows you back and it's totally true everyone is so supportive everybody make sure to subscribe follow turn on notifications and all that good stuff so you can get updated with every new episode that is released don't forget season two every week we're having two 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 new episodes every week all right I got some good news this week. I got an email from Good Pods, which is a social media platform for podcasters and podcast listeners. And they're not paying me, so this is not an ad or anything. But they sent me an email saying that I am number 11 in the top 100 list of indie TV review charts. I am super excited about that, even though there may only be like 12 into your TV review podcast. Um, but I also said I am number 17 in the top 100 TV review tra- reviews charts and then number 90 in the top 100 indie TV and film charts. So thank you everyone for listening. I am so, so grateful for every single one of you. Another thing that happened this week is I got some... I got lemon tree, peanut butter cookies. What is this one? This one is diesel. Ah, yes. And green crack. I am very excited because I am going to be documenting my grow journey. This is my first one ever. And It's going to be available on my other Instagram account, JenningBlaze420. I'll put the link in the description. Make sure you go follow. I'm super excited. I have all these different strains and um, it's going to be a learning experience because I've never grown um, on my own. So this will be fun. And a lot is going on today. Uh, We're recording this episode with Sneha from Project Mindy, the podcast. And basically, I mean, I'm just getting to know her in this episode because we've never actually talked uh, face-to-face or anything. So I feel like my podcast episodes are turning into like first dates and I'm loving it. By the way, I do really well on first dates, just saying. So what else? Ah, I'm also recording with Scott Graham. He's the author of Determining Marijuana Use in the Age of Legalization. And I can't wait to talk to him about DJ James Kennedy. Kennedy. Also, don't forget every Friday afternoon, I am live streaming with my buddy Martinis with Eddie, or he also goes by Inventing Eddie. And we'll be live streaming on Twitter where we're going to be talking about things non-Bravo related, but that are also in pop culture. So our theme lately has been about scammers, inventing Anna, the Tinder swindler, fire festival, and now bad vegan. Um, That one was interesting. I also watched WeWork. That one got me a little mad. Um, and you know, I've said this so many times, so I'm sorry forever for anyone who's heard this already, but cults are trending and we work was somewhat of a cult in a way. It was a little culty. And I have to say that might've been the only cult that I would maybe actually have fallen for. <laughs> I hope not. But anyway, so yeah, check that out. Check out uh, Eddie and I on Twitter live at 1 p.m. on Friday afternoons. And if you haven't already, go check out my interview with Andrea Denver, who has officially been named the winner of the Two Judgy Girls March Madness 2022 bracket. Woo! 
it came down to Frank Jr., Frank Catania Jr. versus Andrea. And my boy Andrea took it. Oh, I love him so much. He's amazing. Um, so go check out that episode. I'll put the link in my episode description. And the next episode I'm going to be dropping will be with Brian Redman from Candy and the Gang. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I recorded with him last week and I will be releasing the episode before the next Candy and the Gang airs, which is on Sunday at 9 Eastern. Which brings me to this week's recap. First is Candy and the Gang. We start off with Philip and Torin meeting for the first time. And it really, like, I have to say, I think Philip came off a little strong. Torin held his own. And Torin, if you're listening, I hope that you join me as a podcast guest someday because I think you're amazing. Um, so Philip versus Torin was interesting. And then we also have Brandon and Philip versus Brian. And Brian gets suspended. Ugh, it was like a lot. But um, the highlight of the episode really for me was Brian and Torin. They sat down. I think they, they went and got ice cream together or something. And it was just such a sweet, sweet, beautiful moment between two friends where Torin wanted to reassure Brian that, you know, he didn't want him to feel like he abandoned him, you know, through Brian's sobriety and everything like that. So it was very touching. I highly recommend this show. I think it's amazing. And I can't wait for everyone to hear the interview with Brian. So on Monday, we had Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And last time we left off with Daisy and Gary making out in the hot tub. And I just could not stop laughing when <laughs> Daisy just, I don't know, they're making out hardcore, they're going at it. And all of a sudden, Daisy just gets up, walks away, doesn't even say a word and goes to bed. <laughs> that is rock star status, just have to say. Ashley and Tom have sex. We know that because she tells him to go harder and um, we hear like a slapping or whatever. I just, anyways. Okay, this week on Summer House, it was an intense episode. The main thing going on was the love triangle between Sierra Austin and Lindsay and it was so messy and really sad actually I mean most of you know how I feel about Austin I just can't and one I mean but on the brighter side one good thing that came out of it is that we have sucker ass bitch as a new new line Suck ass bitch. Suck ass bitch. Suck ass bitch. And where was Alex? I didn't even realize until the next day, but Alex wasn't shown at all. Um, and so I tw- I think I tweeted about it or something. I don't know, but I posted it in my stories on Instagram and tagged Alex, and Alex reposted it, but didn't say anything. And so I don't know. We're just like, what's going on? Like, hello. Um, are you going to address this? But Kyle actually addressed it, said it wasn't a big deal. Lots of things were going on. As we know that night, we could see it with that love triangle um, and that it happens sometimes. So hopefully no issues there with Alex and hopefully we'll see him again next week. But uh, Jason Cameron was actually at that party at Lindsay's birthday party, I guess. And he was wearing a costume. Kyle posted a pic of Jason at the party. And coincidentally this week, there was a blind item that came out. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly where it came from, but might be Bravo and cocktail. So go check them out. But, um, there was a blind saying that there's more coming out about Jason and Lindsay 
during winter house. So this is going to be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to watching winter house. They just finished filming. So we'll probably see it in the summer, but I did interview Jason Cameron during season one of my podcast. So if you want to check that out, I'll put all the links in my episode description, but that whole situation is pretty interesting. And this week for New Jersey, I'm going to be talking to Sneha from Project Mindy about what's going on over in Jersey land. And today I'm going to talk to Sneha about Orange County as well, but I did want to just read something that went along with one of my posts this week on Instagram. So as a cannabis advocate on Instagram and Facebook, I've been censored very heavily. Um, I've been shadow banned. Uh, There's been multiple posts that I've wanted to post, but my caption wouldn't allow me to. So I was like testing around with it, but essentially it was my Real Housewives of Orange County meme with Gina when that lady was pulling out the whatever out of her mouth and threw it out the window, I made a meme saying like, uh, you know, me and my high school bestie trying to air out the weed in our bedroom or whatever. I don't know. I want to read this part that I took out though, because I think IG did censor me for this, or maybe I'm just paranoid and I don't know, whatever. Anyways, I'm going to read it. So I wrote, yeah, Luann, I smoke weed in high school. Do I recommend others to do the same? No. I grew up in the 90s. We had dirt weed and who knows where it came from. We also didn't know as much as we do today. But regardless, I graduated with honors from high school. I graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Science in Information Technology and Arts. I had a successful career working for big four consulting firms for 15 years And now I'm creating a digital empire and trying to live my best life to set a good example for my daughters. I took a break from weed when I first became a mother. Almost a decade later, I found myself looking for an alternative to taking the multiple prescriptions I was prescribed. I was telling a friend about how unhappy I was with my current state of health when he reminded me that weed is legal in New York and not everyone uses it recreationally. I looked into it more and learned about microdosing strains and health benefits. That's when I thought I'd give it a shot and slowly wound up replacing all my meds with just weed. And to be honest, I don't even use it recreationally or drink alcohol nearly as much as I used to. Overall, my wellness has improved significantly and that has led me here. I don't know if I want to get into that, but I just wanted to read that to you all because I don't understand why it was, maybe it was too long. I don't know. Hopefully they're not trying to censor my captions. Anyways, this week on Below Deck Down Under on Peacock, the whole episode started out with the toilet overflowing, Benny, 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 Benny. Benny goes and gets the captain up. He wakes up the captain from sleeping and basically says, I'm quitting. Like there's shit all over the floor. And so the captain got up and cleaned it. And like they did it together. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe. First of all, I would never ask a captain. Like, why wouldn't he go to the bosun first? So weird. Anyways, um, good job, Captain. I don't know. I can't see Captain Lee doing that. It's a different level of boat daddy. Um, and I'm, I was so surprised that Culver didn't get fired or get in trouble really for going in the hot tub with guests, but I guess he was entertaining them. There's somewhat of a fine line. Sure. Um, the chef, chefe, chefe. What is wrong with him? He's so gross. He said to the client, oh, you still have my sausage on your plate? Like, oh, gross, dude. Do not. And why is he like so rigid about the timing of food? Aisha was, she handled it great and he's still not like receptive to it, but she was like, you can't be so rigid. You have to be flexible. This is a super yacht. And he's like, I'm not going to, whatever. So... 
whatever. I don't know. There's new, the new scenes coming up look pretty decent. I hope, you know, this isn't a bus, but it is kind of hard to juggle two below decks at the same time. Like I'm getting confused with who works for what boat, but anyways, on watch what happens live this week, captain Jason from below deck down under was on. And so was Sherry O'Terry. Great episode. Um, that captain is just very easy on the eyes. Craig and Paige were on Watch What Happens Live. And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised because, I mean, people know how I feel about Craig, but, um, and the fact that he blocked me. Justice for Jenny. Justice for Jenny. Yeah, Craig blocked me on Instagram and I'll never stop talking about it. But anyways, I was pleasantly surprised with Craig and Paige because I I think he blocked me because I said something like, I don't think Craig is good enough for Paige, which is not the nicest thing, but I didn't, I didn't say it to him. I said it on someone else's, another fan account's post, whatever. Anyways, I was pleasantly surprised because they seem pretty good together, actually. And so I am looking forward to seeing Southern Charm because I do want to see um, how their relationship plays out. Maybe Craig will be changed. I don't know. What we've seen on Summer House so far with Craig and Paige, I'm not loving. So we will see. We will see. Also, Luann and Marge were on the other night and Luann addressed her alcohol issues and getting kicked out of that club. Luann, a girl. Luann. Hi, Luann. Also... Related to Vanderpump Rules, we got Randall going on Gigi's podcast. Gigi from Shaw's of Sunset. And if you guys don't remember, Lala and Gigi had some weird social media beef not too long ago where Gigi kind of made a snarky comment to Lala about being a mother or whatever. And then Lala like unfollowed her or commented back and said something like, not nice or whatever. And they used to be cool. They even were, I think, wasn't Gigi in one of the Vanderpump episodes, like hanging out with Lala? Like, I, it's so crazy, but I'm loving this crossover drama. Um, but I do hope that they become friends. And I hope that this, having Randall on Gigi's podcast does not hurt Lala in any way. I'll just keep it at that. Um, and then in other random pop culture news, I could not stop laughing. Page six said, Britney Spears doesn't know who Scott Disick and Pete Davidson are. And I could not stop laughing. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know her. All right. Next up, I'll be bringing on my guests. Keep blazing. I get so, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we're here. So thank you so much for joining me. Sneha from Project Mindy, the podcast. Thanks for having me. I love your account. I love all your videos. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I'm so honored to have you because, well, for one, I love your account. And the part that I love most about you and your account is that you hit up the comments and you reply to comments so well like it just it helps elevate the posting for me like it's not as fun to just make a comment and someone like hearts it you know yeah I like elevate this shit (laughs) you elevate this shit like Liam McSweeney I actually have to give a shout out to the Family Karma Cast podcast because I was like struggling to find followers and she was like, the Bravo accounts are so nice. Just interact with them and like everyone follows you back. And it's totally true. Everyone is so supportive. That's so funny. You have that perception because I have a totally different experience. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, do you have the drama and stuff? I see it. Oh girl. Oh my gosh. I can't even get into it, but I will just say this. I support anybody else, any person, whether, whatever their background is, (laughs) I support anyone who wants to start a Bravo fan account or any kind of account or anything that they're passionate about, because 
life is too short to live in, you know, inauthentically. Um, yeah. So you host your own podcast. I wanted to yes. know what your podcast is about and how did you get started? So during, um, uh, lockdown, which sounds so weird, maybe we should stop calling it lockdown. It sounds scary. Um, but I started, like, I always listen to podcasts, but I started getting like more into them and like the lesser known ones as opposed to like the big Bravo ones that everyone's heard of. And, um, I found this, okay. You know, the account Laguna Biatch on Instagram, you should follow her if not. Anyways, she was recapping old episodes of Laguna Beach and the Hills. And I was like, wow, there's so many shows that I love that other people that are off the air, but other people are recapping now. So I did some research on like, cause so many shows have podcasts like that. Mm-hmm. And the Mindy project didn't. And I've always been a huge fan of her and I've like watched everything she does. And I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on it. So I was like, okay, let's just start this. Um, but I feel like I had, so I started with, um, the Mindy Project, which was her first solo thing after The Office, hence the name love, of the podcast. Love that show. So, so but good. it was, and it was really fun because I got just like friends who would watch the show with me. Um, and then I kind of realized like I, this, I don't want to get in trouble, but the South Asian <laughs> podcasting world, a lot of it is like very serious. I feel like it's like, oh, generational trauma. And like, I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to make light of that, but like, oh, dealing no. with our families. and No, stuff. I get it. My, yeah. my mother is a Korean immigrant. I like, I totally relate to family karma, the show, by the way, because it's yeah, I 100% get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the intergenerational stuff, but I just thought there was a like a space for like fun pop culture also. Yeah. And um and then I branched out from the Mindy stuff because I realized like I spend all my time watching Bravo and like seeing these accounts like why don't I just, you know, go into that too. Mm-hmm. So, I still um now I'm recapping Never Have I Ever, which is on Netflix and the, Sex Lives of, yeah, and the Sex Lives of College Girls, which is on HBO. And I've recruited some other Bravo podcasters to be on that. Um, but I would like to talk more about Bravo and pop culture. And I'm still trying to develop like that brand. So, Gotcha. Well, welcome to the Bravo community. Um, <laughs> Thank you. There's so much content on Bravo. Literally, it's like, it's kind of hard to keep up with it. Yeah. All of it. I mean, when you sent, when you asked me what shows I watch, I was like, oh, wow, it looks like I don't watch it. (laughs) No, well, I mean, the line, the lineup, weekly lineup is always full. There's either one new show every night, Sunday through Thursday, or sometimes there's two new shows and it's just a lot. And now we have Peacock and they're, they're releasing below deck and, you know, housewives it's getting wild. (laughs) And there's always like so much news going on. Also, it's like every day there's a new scandal. Yes, I know. And it's, I can't keep up. And these things are not just like, Oh, so-and-so said so-and-so has an ugly outfit. It's like, no, uh, Julia from Real Housewives of Miami, her son died and her, the baby's father was murdered. And I don't know, like just not crazy stuff. And, crazy or stuff. Erica Jane, you know, she's- Oh my like, God, Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw, yeah. Like everything, it's just so nuts and wild. <laughs> and it's, I like pop culture because- it's very relatable for me. And then also I feel like you can use it as a stepping stone to have deeper conversations. Yes. And I think that's where people, sometimes there's a difference between viewers who get triggered and are tweeting and they're just like fighting with people. And then there's, you know, other people who are like really looking at this in in a bigger picture, like these people are being filmed like that in itself, like, is the, are, is their behavior even authentic, you know, because there's cameras there. So there's that aspect and then all their relationships. And then when they hang out outside of it, it's just, I just love it. (laughs) I was 
just talking about, I think it was on Reddit, um, about Melania's behavior when she was younger on New Jersey. And someone was like, she has all these disorders. Like, why didn't her parents, like, you know, she? get her diagnosed? You know, because she was always, like, wild <clears throat> running around. And I was like, she was a kid who had cameras on her all the time. Like, yeah. I would have acted up for sure. And Probably. I'm surprised more Bravo kids don't. And like everyone loved her. So there was all this like positive reinforcement. So yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Speaking of New Jersey. So that's um, one of the shows I wanted to talk about from this week. So the show last week ended off with um, Marge and Jennifer going to meet up. Yes. And then we saw that and I'll... I'll hold off on my thoughts, but what did you think about that? You know, them meeting up. Okay. So I know there's been dialogue that like Jennifer might be like faking it or something like, like maybe, I don't know. I I haven't heard that. Wait, wait, we need to explain I think it, no, no, no. It might've been a joke that people were like, you know, setting their storylines. And she was like, well, this is a big thing and people are talking about it. No, but I don't think that's true. I thought that was one of the most moving scenes on Bravo, Mm -hmm. like ever, definitely on New Jersey because she to me seemed so gutted. Yeah. And I, okay. I feel like Marge genuinely felt bad. Like I, I, you sometimes people say things they don't mean on these shows, but I feel like she meant it. Do you feel like she felt really bad for bringing it up? I 100% feel, well, maybe 99%, but I feel very strongly that Marge did it to be shady, but did not realize the cultural impact for Jennifer because she is just ignorant to it. Like she doesn't, she wasn't raised with that culture. And so like, even like, I understand being like first generation from, you know, like an immigrant parent that there's different um, traditions and cultures that are kind of ingrained in us and expected of us, um, even though we live, you know, live in America. And um, I feel like hearing Jennifer say things like, I feel bad for Bill. (laughs) That is a little bit alarming to hear even knowing and empathizing with their situation it's like oh hell no I'm sorry at the end of the day like Bill's the one who did wrong here and I was starting to get upset that Bill was almost gaslighting Jennifer like I don't want to talk about it you know like this is she and for him I I did feel bad for him too because I think he does feel a lot of shame about it and he is really embarrassed And it's just a different culture that they have where like the whole family is mad about it. Yeah. I want to know, has she talked about, I know she said my in-laws will blame me for it, which is so heartbreaking, Yeah, but I don't know if she's talked about that on the show, if there's been like that thing, because there is like such a tie with, I'm guessing how she's portrayed the Turkish American culture is that you don't just marry the person, you marry the family Right. So, um, I am curious to see, to see that too. And yeah, I felt like she was being a hundred percent honest and still protecting bill and the circumstances that she was pregnant and it had been going on for a long time. Like it's just a hundred times worse. I know I'm like getting chills. Cause it makes me so sad. Like yeah. to think that <clears throat> Jennifer was nine months pregnant. She basically, was the original Chloe slash Tristan. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> like, she did it first. So they did it first. The yeah. Aidens are trailblazers apparently because I mean, I'm making light of it, but. No, no, no. I get it's it. So heartbreaking to know that Jennifer went through that, but not only did she have to suffer through that, she had nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. And that is like, it, I could cry. I was surprised that she said that Marge didn't know that she hadn't told anyone because the whole thing, I I mean, this is always how New Jersey has been, but especially this season with like, oh, I talked to someone in Tenafly and everyone in town knows it. And Dolores worked for him and, 
you know, like, I feel like Marge should have known somehow that this was like, or does, does Jen not know that everyone was talking about it? I have so many questions about the storyline. I know I do have questions about it because I did read something about how, or she said every Marge said something like everyone knows it. It was a, his secretary or whatever. And she's like, no, it was the, you know, pharmaceutical rep, (laughs) which was pretty awesome of Jennifer to come back with. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, and did, did they say how long that affair was? Okay. I feel like I'm going crazy because I swear I heard her say two years but then oh I no okay God. so but then I said that on Reddit and a bunch of people were like I didn't hear that what are you talking about <laughs> not in a mean way and we talked a little bit about how Bravo fans can be like very um yeah. yeah and I got scared I was like wait yeah. did I make it up and I meant to rewatch the scene again because I swear she said that it had she found out because she saw a credit card receipt for bottle service. Do you remember that? She pop. That sounds about right. And <laughs> it's just like, it's such a sad way to find out because like, not only is your husband suck for having an affair, but like what a loser, like a middle-aged guy going to a club <laughs> showing off with bottle service. Embarrassing. Like, yeah. That, <laughs> no, would, that but- would maybe be bad. I mean, also when you're pregnant, obviously you can't go to the club and get bottle service. Yeah. So that's an extra dig right there. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. I'd be like, well, now I'm going to the club, mofo. Maybe that's why she, you know, I never thought she was a heavy drinker. That was a stupid storyline that they tried to push. Yeah, I don't. You mean because of last season when she got yeah. carried out? It was like that one was like a one party. time. You know, I've been, I don't know who said this to me, but somebody was talking about the difference between um, abusing alcohol and being like an alcoholic. Like um, they're not necessarily one in the same. Where like, because if you go out one time on your birthday and you get drunk and you throw up and you black out or whatever, like, but you only did that like one time versus yeah. an alcoholic who's like, who drinks like every single day. You know what I mean? Well, I was just saying that's such an interesting observation because like in Bravo for the past, like whoever, however many years, that's been like such a hot topic. Yeah. Like among, and then I've seen a lot of perspectives of people who, I don't know how they define themselves, but um, maybe are alcoholics or have abused alcohol and we're seeing it all on our screens and like is it funny is it not I I know know. some of it is there is a line and funny that you were even talking about this well maybe and subconsciously I brought it up on purpose to promote my next episode but (laughs) yeah I'm I'm interviewing um somebody who does not watch Bravo but he wrote a ton of books he's um he has a book about marijuana and the legalization. He's a licensed substance abuse counselor. Um, he has like a ton of things on his resume, but I'm excited to talk to him because that is one of my questions to him is, you know, what, what does addiction really mean? And what does sobriety really mean? Because like James Kennedy, he's a California sober, sober. yeah, California sober, whatever, like does that exist? And so, sorry, I didn't mean to plug my stuff. No, that's so interesting. (laughs) And I don't like, I, yeah, I don't know about it besides what I hear about the two sides saying like, Luann's an alcoholic. No, she, you know, just has a hard time. I don't know. I I, actually, it's funny. I think that's what sparked the conversation is that Luann may abuse alcohol, but is she really an alcoholic? I think that's how it happened. I think it was on Twitter, but (laughs) yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. So I'm interested to talk to this um, guest that I have coming up soon, but going. So another thing in this week's episode of Jersey, I'm we're watching Melissa and Joe talk about Antonia 
And I just, and she's, Melissa's like, well, I was depressed after my dad died and I got myself out of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl, I just want to be like, I think there's some, I've said this before. I think there is emotional intelligence lacking there in that family. And I'm not trying to say it to be like shady or mean, but like legit, I think Antonia may need like a therapist or something like she may have depression over what's going on and clearly her parents aren't understanding so I mean what do you think about the whole Antonia's situation with um, the okay so and I agree with you about the emotional intelligence and I'm really not trying to be rude but I think that extends to like the entire like family and that's yeah. where so many issues stem from but I mean I just I can't believe So I don't, I never like competed in like serious sports. I'm terrible at that, but um, there's definitely something going on with, she had this serious injury and I guess is, well, Melissa said, the doctor said you can compete again, Um, Mm -hmm. but she seems very concerned about her daughter not doing cheer. And I wonder like where that comes from, like, and even Joe was like, maybe she doesn't want to do it or just some, I don't know, paraphrasing. Yeah. Like that I'm, is exactly why I feel like they need to go be open to therapy because they need to explore these things. And when Antonia, cause I used to cheer, like do competitive oh yeah, I high school your- cheerleading. <laughs> I mean, this is before it became like cheer as we know it today because I was a cheerleader in the 90s but it was starting to become competitive and I remember I was um I was able to tumble I was like one of the only people who could tumble and do like a round off back handspring but I fell one time like on my head and after that my I could not do it again I've never been able to do it (laughs) maybe but um I totally understood what Antonio was she was like there's something going on. I've never explored that part of me, but also I loved cheerleading. And if Antonio loved it as much as Melissa is saying, and she's having this issue, it breaks my heart because it's, it's definitely a mental thing. If her body's healed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. And I'm glad that you said that it happened to you that you couldn't do that move anymore. And that's probably exactly how she's feeling. Mm -hmm. Cause there's fear. It's like, what if I fall again? What if I re-injure myself? And for her, the way that cheer is today, like, and all the tumbling she used to do, I wonder if she's worried that she's not going to be as good. Oh, that makes sense too. Cause I guess she's been doing it since she was very young and it's you correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like a sport that is very risky if you're doing things that you're not like you're not in a good mental space for yeah 100 it's it 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 is a lot of pressure I remember my cousin threw up (laughs) right after her they performed they did their competition routine she ran off the stage and threw up And then this other girl on my team um, had a migraine that day. She had to like go into a a closed dark room by herself. It was like insane. And I remember like, I would be so sweaty. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, it was like my, I mean, we were young and it was our first time like going through that kind of experience. So those feelings are to be expected. But I think if you, if your parents, if you don't have someone to help nurture you through those emotions, that's when, you know, it gets a little tough. And I feel like Antonio Um, may be depressed because she's not getting that emotional support. And we haven't seen that much of her besides Melissa embarrassing her on TV, I think last season, (laughs) but she seems like just a very, like, you know, like smart kid, like aware of her limitations and um, yeah, I hope the best for her. Yeah. I'm oddly Joe seems, yeah, (laughs) oddly Joe seemed to be like, okay, if she doesn't want to do it, but I don't know. I don't know their relationship and that there's been a lot said about that. And 
just side note, anything I'm saying, like, obviously I'm not diagnosing Antonia as having depression. I don't know these people at all. We only see small clips of these people's lives. It's highly edited, highly produced. This is, like I said, a stepping stone for bigger discussion. So yeah, we are not medical professionals. Yeah. We're not medical professionals. Nobody sue me. You want to get sued? Um, so (laughs) another thing, um, that came up was, um, oh, this week on page six, I guess Louie's lawsuits came out. Okay. I have seen screenshots and I have to be honest, they were like carbon copies or something and it was hard (laughs) to read. And I was like, okay, someone's going to break this down at some point. So tell me exactly what's going on. Oh, well, I was hoping the same thing as you. I briefly read it. I briefly, like I skimmed it. I saw like a couple words. Okay. So (laughs) what it looked like was that he has some lawsuits through business and they're like few hundred thousand or something. I don't know. The lawsuit thing, I feel like with business, when you're like an entrepreneur and you have businesses like that, it kind of like almost comes with the territory somewhat. Like, especially if you start going on TV, people are going to start coming after you. Yeah. So I don't know if these allegations are legit enough to be like, red flag, stop the wedding. Yeah. You know, because I kind of am team Louie and Teresa. You don't want (laughs) to pop her love bubble? I don't want to. And it's not because like, I like Teresa Judice or anything. And I'm like, ride or die, Teresa. Because I know Jersey is very like, people are either one side or another. It's like very scary. (laughs) But I don't know. What do you think about Teresa? Uh, Uh, I'm not, I don't, uh, I'm not like a tree hugger or whatever they call themselves. But I also, I feel like, odd that I just don't have much of an opinion on her I just feel like she's a really like how many transformations has she gone through on tv that we've seen um because she was on hold on wait sorry you said transformation do you mean transformation or just like life experiences because I don't know okay. if Trace has really changed that yeah okay <laughs> um I guess like maybe like personality wise because I saw a photo of her from I think season one with like no makeup on and then mm. she was like the young mom I think she was the youngest of the cast yeah like, she was. you know boisterous kids or whatever and mm. then there was like the legal stuff and then there was like there's always been family stuff. Yeah. And we've seen our entire life. Like we've yeah. never, it's wild that we've seen her give birth. We've seen her lose both her parents. We've seen her go to jail. We've seen her husband go to jail. We've seen her husband get deported. We've seen them go to Italy and reconcile. We've seen them through like them fighting legal things. It's just whether you like Teresa Judice or not, like she has been on our TVs for a very long time. And yes. we've seen her family grow up. Like literally. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. insane. So, I mean, I mad respect for the Judices because I don't know if I could no, definitely do all not. that. Um, <laughs> she was on Watch What Happens Live and talking about doing ayahuasca with like a healer and now is like her spiritual phase or something I don't want to use the wrong word but yeah I didn't hear that but somebody told me about that and I'm dying to see Teresa Judice on ayahuasca (laughs) I just would would never I would never think she would do something like that I feel like the old Teresa would be like oh that's so you know lame and something you know it's not old school Italian. So. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like she would be judgy about it. Yeah. I was surprised when I heard that too. So, um, yeah. yeah, I, the first thing I heard about Louie was his ex doing the like thing for domestic violence, which I think she was like running in her wedding dress. Do you remember this? It was, it was I, a 
it was before this season. Like I don't deep dive on anything in Jersey really, because the fans are so toxic that it makes it not as fun for me, but I do. I mean, I've, I watch Jersey. I just don't get die hard like some of these people. <laughs> um, we should talk one time about like what makes the franchises different in terms of like fan behavior. Well, like, people are really ride or die for Jersey. That's true. The thing is, like Jersey. This is what I think. There are weird unspoken rules yeah. on Jersey that are contradicting and they are hypocritical in some situations. So like, like even what we're seeing right now, Margaret is saying that it's not okay for Jennifer to go look at stuff on Evan, but she's checking Instagram every single day to find stuff on Louie. Like, how does that make any sense? Like their logic just And I don't know, there's something lacking there in their logic and reasoning. I think she still doesn't understand that Jen getting upset with her for having an affair is not the same as her outing Jennifer's affair. I I don't know if she's come around to that, but she seems to not understand that they're two different sides. Like, I understand why Jen, I mean, I don't think it's good that Jennifer was like, your mom's a slut or whatever, but... um, (laughs) It's like maybe she was triggered because she has been the other woman. 100%. I totally understand Jennifer's side now knowing about Bill. Like, yeah, absolutely. I would be triggered by any mistress who is flaunting it around me, knowing that, you know, like my family was deeply affected by this and this is not cool. And we haven't even seen Jennifer for that long, but um, speaking of Jersey kids, I love her. I love her kids. They're cute. I do like them, but I do want to move on to, um, I don't know if we should speak or talk about New York or OC. I'll let you pick which one. Okay. I honestly, the New York news like come out yesterday about the new, seems like, I feel like I, So okay, I I am not totally caught up on that, honestly. Like, are there two different? Like, is anything confirmed? There's two different shows. Yeah, Yeah. Andy has confirmed that there's going to be two casts, two separate shows for Real Housewives of New York. He didn't say specifically if it's going to be like Real Housewives of New York one or (laughs) Real Housewives of New York two. But what he did say is that they're going to revamp and have an entire new cast with more diversity, probably younger people. You know, I want, personally, I want to see like younger moms, like Teresa Judice in her original days. Like I want to see that we need new people like that. And then the other show they said will be former housewives. So um, who did they confirm? I think Kelly, that is so weird to me I know it's so weird um who else was confirmed Jill has not been confirmed but I guess there's talks about a contract or whatever um right before we started recording I went live because I try I like to go live just when I'm setting up for the day and Katie Ross joined (gasps) oh my god I love her so much I'm so jealous of you right now it was I was like, oh my gosh, it, it kind of threw me off. That's why I feel like I'm a little bit like thrown off my game. Once we started, I recording. would be too. It was completely but unexpected I- and she was amazing, but I, I don't know. I feel like I asked her if she was in New York because I thought she was living in New York and she started saying how she was pregnant and everything, which I don't know. Wait, if- so did she join? She joined. That's amazing. But Imagine if Katie Rost goes on New York. I've loved her. I mean, I hope I, she's in, if she's in a good state, like I would love to see her. Well, she's pregnant right now, but she did say she's coming back. She didn't say in what capacity she said behind the scenes, but she didn't say what that means. Like maybe a friend of, or has she become like a camera, you know, person or something? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's what behind the scenes means. I can't think of anyone on Potomac who would want her to be there. Well, I don't know. Maybe Ashley. To go back to Potomac? I kind of want her to go to New York. Like, Uh, pick it up. (laughs) I, yeah, I think she would be. So she's pregnant and she has young kids, right? She had young kids. She had her now. She already had like three kids, I think. I don't know. So yeah, lots going on with Katie. Um, Gotta catch up with her. She did agree to be on the podcast too. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. Are you, what do you think about this Roni? I mean, were you expecting this? Um, I was like, I was pretty shocked. Roni has always been my... No, I don't want to say my favorite because Atlanta is also like, I think the best housewives mm-hmm. franchise, but like personally, I have such like a connection to New York. Yeah. Cause I started watching it before I moved here. And then I was like, it's not like I was like, I can't wait to be a real housewife, but like, I just, I thought it was very <laughs> cool to see the city and stuff. Yeah. Um, but obviously last season was a mess and, um, I don't know. I feel like I should have more of a, more of an opinion about it. I just feel like the online discourse, which you could tell by how we're talking that I'm way too involved in has gotten really toxic. And so I don't want to see people's opinions about, you know, whoever comes back and like, I don't want to see young mothers on Roni. Cause I feel like that's a, a big thing. They want to well, see their women. I feel it's fine like- too. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see a new cast. And I think that's going to be, I think they're going to call that real housewives of New York, the new cast, but then I would like to see the old, older cast. I hate saying the word old. Cause like, yeah, it's triggering as a female, but, <laughs> but the old, well, do you still have your period? Cause they love to talk about well, I feel like they should do something different to distinguish it between a normal housewives. Like we can't have real housewives in New York too. I love that. Like, what is it going to one and two? Yeah. Like what do we I, call it? Do they want to put one on Peacock? So that's something that people have been talking about. We don't know for sure. That hasn't been confirmed or anything, but it would be cool. I think it would be nicer to split it. Yeah. Um, if you could have someone from the past come back to Roni that hasn't been mentioned, like not Kelly, who would you want? Or a few people. I'm curious. Me personally, I would want to see Jules. Yes, I love Jules. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love her so much. One, because technically she's the first Asian housewife. Yes. And I being mixed race it's been triggering for me when they're like we've never had an Asian housewife and I'm like Jules is Asian yeah I mean if you didn't get that from everything she said which I feel bad about because I don't think she meant to say it like as much as it yeah she said it a lot (laughs) which was kind of annoying I was like come on girl you gotta like represent right now but (laughs) get it together I like that she was kind of chaotic and quirky like that because those are the people who bring something to the show. It's like, yeah, who the, what the, what's going on? Like, <laughs> She had a very quirky sense of humor. Like she didn't take herself too seriously. I really liked that. Yeah. But I think she also was under like distress. She only got one season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think she deserved a second season. Yeah. Similar to right now, I'm feeling very strongly that Elizabeth Vargas from Orange County should have gotten a second season. Wait, I need to hear your logic behind that. (laughs) Okay, number one, Elizabeth Vargas revealed that she was in a cult. She grew up in a cult. And as we all know, cults are trending. We need to see more about that. Like, why did they just let her go? Plus, she was very, like, I don't know what the right word is, um... She was like a little bit messy, but also, and quirky is not the right word, but I, I, I think quirky is okay. She, she was a little quirky. I don't know what the right word is to describe her. Like, it's not quite like it is quirky in a way, but it's, that's not the right word to describe her, but 
she also was held hostage in her home recently wait what happened with that give me the like i don't know i wish they filmed it i want to know i think was it a boyfriend or something or it wasn't like the cult related right i have no idea but like don't you want to know i would want to know yeah she was weird i felt like the other castmates did not like her. I can't remember yeah. who she came on as a fake friend of. You know how they're like, oh, this is my friend. Was whatever. it Shannon or no, it was, was it Kelly? It might've been Kelly. It was Kelly. Cause she hung out with Kelly. Oh my God. I also think like they put in Jennifer Armstrong as like a replacement for Elizabeth Vargas. And like Jennifer Armstrong is, feels like a robot to me. I just I am don't- very- into her like backstory like what is going on she's is so boring like (laughs) she no but I don't think she is a boring person but like I feel bad okay I don't maybe she was promoting that I don't know if you've seen the late latest episode where she talks about her brain yeah yeah. machine and I just felt bad that she was okay maybe what she was promoting was like I don't know, bad medicine or whatever, but she was trying to talk about like her, it's not funny, her dad's like brain injury and why she was like interested in this and no one was mm. listening. And like you and I know, like it was a boring PowerPoint. We yeah, sat through awful. a lot of those <laughs> and she has her like struggling marriage and I don't, there, I don't know. I feel like we're going to regret seeing I think she also has a lot of interesting stuff to say. I think there's a lot of hidden skeletons. I also want to see her like deck of cards of her office and whatever illegal stuff she's been. I mean, come on. We love housewives doing stuff like that. I know. Well, so here's the thing about um, this new age of criminal housewives. (laughs) I am thinking Bravo needs to take some responsibility and accountability for the people that they bring onto the shows, because I don't want to find out that people are purposely committing crimes to be on this show. You know what I mean? Like, or have something sketchy going on just to be on the show. Because like to have money to be on the yeah, show? To have money or just to be in the spotlight? Like, I don't know. There's some, look at Brooks in the cancer scandal. Yeah. Like, Very what weird. was the point of that? I don't know. It was for that. There, there are some crazy people like that who yeah. will do stuff like that. I mean, look at Noella. <laughs> oh, okay. But I will die on the hill that, okay, wait, what do you feel about Noella? I mean, I'm, I've been very open to trying to get to know her. Like I do appreciate her, all her looks, her looks are killer. Gorgeous. Um, she's so gorgeous. I feel like she's almost too vulgar with the sex positivity. Like there's sex positive and then there's like vulgar. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Like the stack of vaginas. Yeah. Just the way she's just very, it's feels very thirsty and trying to get attention for the wrong things. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's an accurate reflection, but um, she was on Watch What Happens Live. She said, well, actually before she was even on Watch What Happens Live, after like the first episode, when all this stuff started coming out about her husband, they were saying like, he said that her entire goal during their entire relationship was to become a housewife. Yeah. Okay. And so she went on watch what happens live after that and said, Oh, I'm a super fan, Andy. And like, she wasn't even like being cool about it. It was like, just so awful and cringy to watch. I was like, that means something to me. To me, that means she is calculating somewhat or like I don't know or go ahead go ahead is that the one where Andy was like clearly not into her I because he doesn't he doesn't like it when they admit that they're super fans right I think he likes to keep that mystique yeah I don't think he he probably I don't know I don't remember if he was like 
take into her. And I, I just remember being like, ugh. <laughs> but, um, and then now, oh, news this week came out that she was spotted with uh, Yolanda's ex. Yeah. What's Wait. his first name? Muhammad? Muhammad Hadid. She was seen with him and another woman and they were definitely like having a good time, like Ew. dressed up and yeah. And I feel like there probably was some exchange of some cash or something at some point. He is so gross. And I think if you were hanging around him that you're fully aware of it. So I don't know. I hope she's not like being taken advantage of, but honestly, she seems like she knows how to take care of herself. So I don't or know. not. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> what did you think about that weird ass psychic moment <laughs> pulling out the negative energy out of that Gina's was mouth? so weird but I honestly think it could have I was just kind of rolling my eyes but I kind of think if it were a different housewife I would have thought it was funny (laughs) you know like it would have been oh like oh so kooky housewives but because it was Gina and and like I mean and then Emily putting a pillow over her face I was just like why are you guys doing this like you need to have a certain level of uh not interestingness is a horrible word but Um, like delusion (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I feel like she doesn't have, she's just so like, uh, that I don't know. I think she knew it would make like a TV moment. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think so too. What, did, what was with that sweat lodge? Cause it did sound like very intense. That episode was so mind boggling to me. Cause I'm like, number one, who said this was a spa treatment? <laughs> It's like a tent, right? If somebody, if I, cause I would absolutely always hands down, pick a spa day over anything. And yeah. if I thought I was going to a spa day and I wound up there, I would be so pissed. Okay. If it were real life, I wouldn't have gone in there. Like this like secluded tent and like this person I don't know. And apparently it was like way hotter than like a sauna. Like, I just don't see myself doing that, but it was TV. So I guess they had to. (laughs) I mean, it just seemed like, I don't know who thought of it. Why did, why? I just don't understand why they even did that. But, um, what was the highlight for me this week was Shannon's boyfriend John when she goes up to him at the party and she's like John Gina said blah 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 and he's like what he's like fuck her like he just went off and I was dying I'm like I just loved it so much for so many reasons but what did you think about I I totally loved it too. And I'm so glad that she has someone on her side and something about like the way he was like, Oh, fuck Gina. And we don't need her around or whatever, but he also had kind of like, yeah, like just to like, he didn't, his face wasn't like angry. It was just kind of like stoic. And I was like, this (laughs) I hope that this is like a match because they both seem a little, you know, In that moment, I was like, this is Shannon's soulmate. Oh my God. It was so perfect. I loved it. That was the best part of the show for me. (laughs) I, and I love Shannon and I really want her to be happy. Same. I do love Shannon. I know a lot of people are like, oh, not Shannon Bedore, but I think she's great. She's quirky in her way, but like, we kind of know her way. We know what to expect. It's like, well, most of the time. (laughs) yeah but like she's so open about her life and that's what makes like a good yeah I agree um before we go though I just wanted to quickly mention married to med because you did say that's one of your favorite shows I just started watching last year and already Dr. Heavenly like completely oh sold gosh. me. All of them are hilarious. I love them. I love the, the husbands, um, all of it. But 
I haven't seen all of them. Like I just started last season. I am so jealous of you because I wish I could start from the <laughs> beginning. Maybe I will just do a rewatch. Okay, so I slept on it for a long time because I thought married, I don't think the name is good because I thought married to medicine meant women who are married to doctors. And you know, that is a couple women, but there's also yeah. really like badass women doctors. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't be badass if you're married to a doctor, but right. it, it's like a thing we don't really see that yes. often. And the husbands are a really big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like talk about diversity, mm-hmm. not being on Housewives. I think it's the name and I don't even know what night of the week it aired. It I think used it was to like be on- Sunday. But it must have been like maybe before whatever the, I don't know, highlight of Sunday was. Because I it never yeah, really it was a huge audience. Yeah, it was usually like the second show or like how Candy and the Gang is like. Oh, yeah. After Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. like I highly recommend anyone who's feeling like uh like over bravo to watch it because I just the production company I think is different and I just think it's such a well-made show and every season is really good I don't think there have been any off seasons and I know they're filming right now oh good do we know if there's any new cast members I do not know I'm pretty sure everyone from last season is back and last season was a pretty good cast um what about them starting another franchise because remember last season they went to dc and they met a bunch of doctors there do you think there's going to be another one well there's an la but i've never watched it that one ended didn't it i think so it was on for like a couple seasons right maybe Maybe they'll reboot it on peacock thank you so much for coming by and chatting with me everyone who's listening make sure you go check out Project Mindy's podcast on. Oh, I think it's on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, all the big ones. Awesome. And uh, make sure to go follow on Instagram and Twitter. I'll drop all the links in the episode description. And I guess that's it. Stay lit, fam. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thank you all for joining. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, turn on notifications, review, comment, like, share, all those good things. Links will be in my episode description. Stay lit, fam. Keep blazing.